tonight's episode is dedicated to the life and legacy of Nikki, John Jr., and Leslie Leak, members of the same D.C. area family who died within 20 days of the month of April. Nikki was preparing for her destination wedding in Hawaii. John was a cut-up, the family clown. And Leslie, their mother, was passing her golden days in contentment, doting on her grand and great-grandchildren, assembling floral arrangements, singing softly to herself. They probably spread the virus to each other at Leslie and her husband's immaculate old home in Congress Heights, the family's heartbeat, the place they simply called the house. gentlemen, boys and girls, he, she, them, or they, and all who may fall in between. I am Mouse Jones, and welcome back to another night of Quarantine Nightly with Mouse Jones. Tonight is Wednesday, May the 13th, 2020, and we are still inside. Safe inside, but inside nonetheless. Um, Tonight, I have the, the honor of having the Minnesota Lynx, the WNBA Minnesota Lynx, Lexi Brown, joining me on the couch. We're going to talk basketball and everything in between. Um, but before then, and before we do anything, I got to shout out my team, shout out to my amazing engineer, Rel, shout out to my writers who keep me so tight and so, so on, on point. Shout out to just Latasha and Dez, shout out to my creative and design team, shout out to Che Mills and LeVan Wright. And what is a hero without his theme music? I never want to know. Shout out to call me Bari of callmebari.com. So now let's get into the ghetto news from my point of view. Facebook agreed to a $52 million settlement over allegedly failing to protect moderators being exposed to harmful content online, which included terrorism, pedophilia, and animal abuse. Plaintiffs who have been diagnosed with a mental illness, including PTSD, qualify for additional compensation of up to $50,000. Moderators also sued Facebook for being exposed to tag-a-friend trends by cousins they don't ever want to see again. Moderators also sued Facebook for not having a dislike button and for asking for donations every time it was someone's birthday. Moving on, L.A. County Public Health Director Barbara Ferrer acknowledged during a Board of Supervisors meeting that L.A. stay-at-home order will with all certainty be extended for the next three months. Under the plan, some in-restaurant dining, car washes, and shopping malls could also be allowed to reopen in coming weeks if public health officials are able to demonstrate that the spread of the virus has stabilized and that they have adequate testing and hospital capacity. Let's be honest. If I'm staying home for three more months, I'm going to need three more months of staying home money. Because Frosted Flakes is going up about $7. Y'all got to do something. Um, but, but in all seriousness, it sounds like California has a mayor that cares and that has sense. Listen to this. He's even wearing a mask in his Twitter default picture. I got to be honest. Quarantine life is getting to me. I mean, I've never been more ready to be a no-show at work in my life. I mean, I'm still not going, but I want it to be my choice. Moving on, I want you guys to think about this, right? When I say this word, tell me what you think. Tattleware. What does the word tattleware sound like to you? The coronavirus pandemic has forced about a third of workers to do their jobs from home. In turn, companies encourage the use of what's being described as tattleware, software designed to monitor, monitor their employees' activities. 
workers were to install software such as Hubstaff on their personal computers so it could track their mouse movements, no, not me, but their actual mouse and keyboard strokes as well as record their websites they visited. They also had to download an app called T-Sheets to their phones to keep tabs on their whereabouts during work hours. When employees get caught not working, the software system alerts with a loud, ooh. Though many complained, one employee was satisfied when her boss noted an increase in her OnlyFans budget and that maybe she should keep an eye out for her husband. The employee said, yeah, yeah, uh, my husband. Thank you. Uh, I, I mean, I really couldn't imagine. Th this is super 2020. I, I couldn't imagine getting fired via Zoom because I keep my mic on and my camera off during Zoom meetings. Uh, but, but since my job is so adamant about me having these 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 tattleware programs downloaded i'm gonna make them uncomfortable and do all my assignments naked i'm just be butt naked butt ass just, just out moving on it's been revealed this week that bookings for carnival cruises in august have surged even amongst the threshold of the covid19 pandemic upon the announcement that the near failing business was able to reopen for business Tickets for the line shot up 600% in just three days. Now, in the Bible, God made an ark to save a portion of mankind with everyone entering the boat two by two. What he didn't say was that they'd be entering heaven by 2020. See, I'm not even all the way mad because white people put black people on boats to kill us. Now, white people are going to boats to kill themselves. So, uh, fuck it. Th this got to be repayment for them not letting black people on the rafts when the Titanic sank. Killmonger's ancestors are going to have a field day. Former Vice President Joe Biden and Senator Bernie Sanders announced the members of a sixth joint unity task force, which will focus on climate change, criminal justice reform, the economy, and education. Biden stated, a united party is key to defeating Donald Trump this November and moving our country forward through an unprecedented crisis. The work of the task forces will be essential to not simply turn the clock back to a time before Donald Trump, but transform our country. If the political party were a set, I might get jumped into this one. We throwing up awkward handshakes on this block. Biden collected government officials like Infinity Stones. This is the Avengers and campaign. It's like when the Green Ranger is teaming up with the Power Rangers to take down Lord Zed. Some of the members of this task force included New York Congresswoman AOC Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, former Secretary of State John Kerry and former Obama Attorney General Eric Holder, who will focus on criminal justice reform. This drew plenty of critique from the public and Congress officials with claims of socialism and radicalism. I guess this country does look strange when blacks and women weren't even supposed to be free. Biden is leading the country with a black man and Latin woman. A Trump supporter quoted, they were supposed to build and clean the White House, not run it. Then he used the white hooded mask to wipe the smudge off his police badge. Upon his recent release from jail, rapper Takashi Snitch, I'm sorry, 6ix9ine, decided to do some good. However, the campaign No Kids Hungry declined Takashi's donation of $200,000. The director of strategic communications, Laura Washburn, said, as a child-focused campaign, it is our policy to decline funding from donors whose activities do not align with our mission and values. Takashi fans complained that the organization would rather let kids starve than accept the generous donation. These are also the same kids who sing in the arms of the angel at 3 a.m. before they laugh and change the channel. 
to be honest, all money ain't good money. It's kind of like letting R. Kelly babysit. I mean, it's nice that he offered, but nah. Uh, Takashi is a non-black person who says nigga. Who also allegedly has an assault case from years ago that involved inappropriate actions with a 13-year-old girl. Takashi's a snitch. There. I hope that got your attention. Let's get him out of here. So in this new segment, right? I want to make sure that when we're covering this news, we're giving it to you in a way that you guys are able to digest it. And sometimes there's stories that we see um, that maybe not, maybe don't fit in a certain place. So I, we, we, we here at Quarantine Nightly, we came up with a new segment called Quarantine Made Me Say It, where you'll get all the dumb events or dumb stories, kind of like this one. Uh, a guy in San Diego went to the supermarket wearing a KKK mask. Yeah, I want, think about this. In a statement... From the San Diego County Sheriff's Department, the man expressed frustration with the coronavirus and having people tell him what he can and cannot do. He said that wearing the hood was not intended to be a racial statement. In summary, he said it was a mask and it was stupid. I'll tell you what's stupid. Stupid is going into a bank with a ski mask telling everybody to get on the ground and then yelling, I'm just playing. Can I borrow $20 though? Moving on to weather, uh, tomorrow's forecast is looking, I mean, kind of like it did today, but no matter what, you're looking at it through the window. That was it for the news from my ghetto point of view. Make sure if I missed out on a story or something I need to cover, make sure you email me at quarantinightly at gmail.com before 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time in order for me to read it on air. Remember, that's quarantinightly at gmail.com before 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, guys, before we go anywhere, I want to let you know, subscribe, comment, and rate. Yes, subscribe, comment, and rate. One more time, subscribe, comment, and rate. Like right now, you could leave a comment and rate and subscribe. You can do it all together because I believe in you. But before we had to pay a bill of three, I want to remind you guys when we come back, we will be kicking it on the couch with the Minnesota Lynx, Lexi Brown. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, he, she, them, or they, and everyone who may fall in between, welcome back to Quarantine Nightly. Like I told you guys at the beginning of the show, I have a special guest kicking it with me on the couch. This evening, I want you guys to welcome the Minnesota Lynx, Lexi Brown. Lexi, how you feeling? I'm good. How are you? I'm all right. Um, so, first and foremost, how are you, how are you holding up in this quarantine? Um, you know, honestly, this is pretty much what my life has been for the past six months anyway, when I was overseas playing. <laughs> so <laughs> staying in the house, um, you know, watching a lot of Netflix, working out, um, you know, at the house, um, you know, recently we've been able to access a gym. So, you know, I've been cool, you know, I have everything I need with my fam. And as long as I have a gym, you know, right. I'm keep, a very simple person. <laughs> keep, keep the, keep the, uh, keep the, the mind at ease on the gym. Right. Um, so you said you just came back from playing overseas right before this all happened. So what is, yeah. what is that like? What is that like going from playing in a WNBA then going overseas? Yeah, it's definitely, um, a whirlwind type of lifestyle. Um, you know, our season ended last year, I think maybe, um, early September, mid September. Right. Um, so I was in Israel. That's where I played in Israel. Um, 
Mid October. How, how do you pronounce that team's name? I, cause I, I, I was seeing it and I was like, go, go, oh, my, go, my Israel team? Yes. <laughs> Bano Herzliya. Okay. Because I was, yeah, I was tearing so. it up. <laughs> yeah. So I was living in Herzliya, um, which is about 20 minutes from Tel Aviv. And, um, you know, it was really amazing living there. It's a lot like the United States, actually, which surprises a lot of people. Um, the weather was great. Um, you know, I just had a really good time. So I was over there, um, literally three days before, uh, the president ordered, you know, all European traveling to stop and to get all the Americans back from Europe. Mm. Um, so that happened like a Wednesday. I think I got home Monday night. Um, like right before that happened. So flying home was like, it was easy. It was light. Um, you know, customs was empty. Um, so <laughs> I was like really, um, happy about that, that I was able to, you know, beat all that, you know, madness that started happening at all the airports. Let me, as a, as a, as an athlete, right. As an athlete, if you have a great, if you have a, a okay or a decent season in the WNBA and then you have like a superstar season in, uh, overseas, does that ever get to you? Like, why couldn't I do this over there? Or, or like, like, <laughs> I mean, just, I mean, no shade to like the European players or European teams. It's just like, so the level of competition is different, mm. um, overseas. So, um, the way I've been looking at it. So this was my second year playing overseas. The way I looked at it was take everything that I need to work on from WNBA because it's just another level of basketball. Um, just everyone is just so good top to bottom. You know, there's only 12 teams, 12 players per team. So it's like a very, small amount of players that you know you get to play against and they're the best of the best so you take whatever you feel like you need to work on and you bring that with you overseas mm. um you leave overseas feeling like you a superstar like you really <laughs> do you know um the league i was in in israel had like we probably have the most americans um you know in one country compared right. to other countries so you know i remember last year when i was in hungary you know leading scores it was like 16 points, 17 points. I look at Israel's leading scores. One, it's all Americans. Right. And, you know, girls averaging 25, 26, 30 points per game. I'm like, dang, I need to go to Israel. <laughs> so I went to Israel. Um, and, you know, obviously I, my scoring went up. Um, but, you know, there was a bunch of WNBA players in Israel too that I got to play against. So, um, that level of competition and that aspect playing against them was good. But, you know, overall, Israel, you know, is probably on the lower end, um, you know, competitive wise right. compared to other countries. But you, if you don't leave overseas with some, with some type of confidence, then, you know, you didn't, you didn't do overseas the right way. Mm. Um, you know, I came back from Israel super excited for the season and then, you know, all this stuff started happening. <laughs> um, and I was like, I'm ready. You know, I got some more stuff in my bag now. Like, I'm good. And then I get home and they're like, oh, season's canceled. Uh, uh, stay tuned. I'm like, no, like, what is all this work and stuff for? But, mm. you know, hopefully, um, you know, they're, they're, they'll be able to, you know, find a solution to this because, you know, we're all so ready to play. But the break has been nice as well. So, you know, this is the longest I've gone without. Uh, you know, playing since I turned pro, so it's actually been a little bit of a nice break. Yeah, it's probably got to be a good. Um, it probably has to be good for you know just a regenerative process for all athletes right now. Like you guys were yeah. always playing back to backs, and then, like I said, some it's with some basketball players doing both overseas and um national play. Like it got to be this got to be a good time to just like rejuvenate. Yeah, I mean, it was like the first two weeks, everyone was like, "Okay, this is cool." 
And now we're like going on almost month two, month three. And everyone's like, all right, like (laughs) we're tired of this. Like you got pro athletes sitting at home doing at home workouts, working out in their living rooms and their garages and their backyards. I mean, it's kind of like a unbelievable type of situation, but I mean, it's nice to see that everyone's, you know, finding their, you know, their groove and their, their, you know, rhythm at home. Um, but I think we're all just ready, you know, get back to, to re- regular life. Right. Um, speaking of regular life, um, do you feel like, because I was thinking about it when I was playing 2K the other day, I'm like, oh, they, <laughs> they, like they got, they got all the W, uh, NBA plays in here. Do you feel like your player is a, uh, is a fair, um, <laughs> a fair representation of you, Lexi Brown? Um, well, I know cause I played it a few times i you know i'm not big on video games but i had to play that mm-hmm. um my player can shoot her ass off so that's accurate um <laughs> but you know my grade is like 74 yeah you're like a seven the last time i checked i don't know if the update changed it but yeah, I think like so a 70 71 yeah based on my rookie season that is very accurate because i didn't really play a lot my rookie season so I feel like if we're talking about what I did this past season, they got up it. and my points can go up a little bit. So, <laughs> you should at least be at 80. I mean, literally everyone, I get so many messages of people playing, you know, as a WNBA, which is the coolest thing ever to see like young kids and guys, grown men playing the WNBA side of 2K. You know, I think that's really cool. I've never grew up like, you know how guys are like, oh, I can't wait to be in 2K. Like that right. was nothing I ever thought about growing up because I wasn't really big with, you know, 2K and stuff. But for us to be in the game, like that's like the coolest thing ever. Um, and then a lot of people talk to me about like, they, they didn't make you cute enough in the game. I'm like, what y'all like? What is a video game? Like, I thought they did a good job. We did like the face scans. And all that, it was like a really cool experience. But hopefully, if they update us, you know, I'll maybe get to like a seventy-nine or eighty. Come on, at least, at least, at least. They're like they played you. I'm like, you know what? They trying to disrespect the midi. They trying to disrespect the midi. (laughs) Well, see, I didn't have the midi yet. It's new. Now, as soon as they seen, as soon as soon as you got the midi, they should have updated it. Exactly. Like I should have messaged two K. Be like, yo. Here are my Israel highlights. I got a midi. <laughs> now add that to my bag on a game. We good. <laughs> um, with, with uh, even with talking about that and, and people saying they didn't make you cute enough, obviously, you know, you can't avoid the fact that you're extremely attractive. Um, <laughs> so is that a hard place to uh, navigate with being in the WNBA, being a pro, being attractive? Like, do you face like what is that like? Do do you yeah. do you That's face backlash? You ask that. It's funny that you ask that because, like, as I've gotten older, I've like obviously you you grow up, you find your style, you find your confidence, you find all different types of things. You know, when I was young, all I cared about was hooping, basketball. I was always in sweat, slides, basketball stuff. Like now, you know, I'm I'm starting to embrace, you know, the, you know, more feminine, girly side, you know, mm-hmm. and that's been like a process since I've been like, you know, it's, it's junior in college, you know, that that transformation of my my personality into more of like a girly type, um, you know, athlete. Um, and it's just sometimes it's just hard because you have to find the balance between, you know, being 
a basketball player, which has been looked at as such like a masculine type of sport for so long, women's right. basketball, right. Um, which is not like that at all anymore. And I wish that more people, you know, would, would recognize that. Um, but then, you know, also embracing your feminine side, your sexy side, all that. Um, you know, it's like I'll post a picture on Instagram and I'll have like, obviously a bunch of people like, oh, you look great. You look great. And then I'll have like the one dumbass, like, are you a hoopa? Or are you a model? Like, <laughs> why can't I be both? Like, not saying that I'm a model by any means, but like the fact that there are times where I have to like, look at this, like a picture or an outfit and be like, is, is this too much? Like, mm. am I doing too much and stuff like that? Um, but at the end of the day, I am a, a professional athlete. I'm a basketball player. Um, but you know, I like to show, you know, other sides of myself sometimes, but, um, it is hard that we have to even like have conversations with ourselves like that. Like, Oh, is this going to be okay? Is this straying too far? Do you get, from do you, do you get, um, do you get feedback about that from like your coaches or, or like player person, uh, team personnel? Like, like, will they hit you up and be like, Hey, this pitch is a little crazy. Like, do, are, are they involved? Well, are they involved like funny that? funny that, um, I have like a lot of things that go through my mind before I post anything on social media. So when I was being recruited in high school, you know, I committed to Maryland first, mm -hmm. um, you know, when I was 14. So when I committed, they were like, no tweeting after midnight, no posting after midnight, no cursing, no this, no that. So I've had those type of rules since I've been in high school. And then, you know, I have a little more freedom once I get a little older, but then I have my, my mom, like, <laughs> Don't be too extra. Don't do the most. Uh, you're an athlete. Like, just stay in your lane. Like, don't be too, you need to have your clothes on. You need to cover up. Don't <laughs> show your ass in all your pictures. Like, that's her to this day. I'm 25 years old and I still. Oh, you must have, you must have her blocked. No. <laughs> and if I did, she would find a way. Like, so she just got to deal anyway. with it. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, now she's, like, a little more open to things I post because I'm older now. But still, there are some times where I'm like, Mom, is you not going to trip if I post this right? So, like, now she's, like, definitely more cool about it. But when I was, like, in college, definitely, she was just like, you need to take this down. Why are you tweeting about this? Are you okay? Are you having a problem with somebody right now? <laughs> so, <laughs> even when I do my own stuff, I always am like, How's this going to be like, how people going to respond to this? Because just being an athlete is, it's like, I hate calling us celebrities because like, I don't know. I've just never felt that way, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. we're different from like a musician or an actor because like you can get like cut. Like I don't even get like blackballed and stuff in like the music industry and, yeah. the, and the, all that. But like as an athlete, like you're, you are a role model, whether you want to be or not. Um, and just like your performance, you know, it doesn't matter like what you do on the court. If you like are super problematic off the court, like you can get cut from your team. Like no matter what you do on the exactly. On the court. Like if you're just they see you as a problem, if you're disrespectful, you know, if you don't know how to control yourself off the court, uh, you know, there's an image that the that sports leagues have to uphold. You know, it's a global brand that we all have. Is that something so specific people. to the WNBA, or do you feel like that? is all across the board i feel like it's all across the board and i feel like you know 2020 people can say what they want now and you know everything you know everyone's gonna be offended by something right um but you know i 
always prided myself in being a role model. You know, have you been watching the Michael Jordan Absolutely. documentary? I mean, come on. Of so, course. So last night you saw, like, he said, you know, I if I could go back, I wouldn't want to be a role model. Yep. Like, yep. And I respect that statement, like, so much. But, you know, one of my favorite things about being a professional athlete and being in college and all that is being someone that, like, young girls can look up to. You know, so that's one of my favorite parts about doing what I do um, is, you know, being inspiring and, and things like that. So, I mean, not everybody's like that and there's not a problem with that. But that's something that, you know, my mom always wanted me to be somebody that, you know, their daughter, that they would be proud of their daughter, like looking up to and wanting to be like. What is your relationship with uh, with what is your relationship like with uh, Maryland fan, with University of Maryland fans? Yeah, it's like very strange because like <laughs> And for the for the people who don't know, um Lexi was at the University of Maryland, did big things, took them to uh the final four. Um and then the final no, uh then after your sophomore season you transferred to Duke. Yes. Who you met yeah. who you had just met in the final. So what is your relationship like with those fans now? Well, they're like um, you know, just sports fans in general, they're just like just a different breed of humans. And <laughs> I transferred like so long ago and it's like, they're still like, why did you leave? Why did you leave? Like, and mind you, like 10 girls have transferred from Maryland since I transferred. So it's like, not just me. Like, I'm not like a, an anomaly for the Maryland program. Like they've had transfers, like it's a thing. Right. I mean, it's just a thing in college in general, but um, you know, I always show love to Maryland. Um, I had a great relationship with my teammates and I loved going to school there, but there was just like certain things like family and con the conference we were in. Um, you know, we had a lot of, you know, coaching changes, like with the assistants and stuff. So, you know, there's so many things that went into that decision of me leaving. So you have a few fans who are like obviously upset. But I've seen like other girls who like transfer schools and like people are like livid that they're leaving. Um, so I don't have any fans like that, but I, oh, I have like the occasional person who'll comment on like a picture, tweet me like, uh, Terp, Terp, Terps for life or something like that. Um, but I've never said anything negative about my experience at Maryland. So I think that's definitely, uh, been something that has been like a good relationship moving forward for sure. Okay, so you get drafted to uh, Connecticut, and then, yeah. and then you are traded to the the Minnesota to the Lynx. Yeah, and right when you get there, Simone Augustus and, and Maya Moore they're 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 like I'm not gonna say they're like they are a a, a dynamic duo. They're 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 vets. Are you excited to get there? And then how do you feel when you find out Maya Moore is taking time off for her, you know, yeah. to her ministry work? <laughs> um, no, I was super excited. Um, you know, everybody talks around the league. So I knew Maya wasn't, you know, going to be there. Um, I still have not met her, which is crazy, right? Wow. Um, she really was super invested and involved in what she's doing with the, you know, criminal justice system, which mm -hmm. is super admirable. Um, but like, she very rarely came around when she did come around like we wouldn't know till like after she was gone um you know because our team we had so many new faces so she would really just reach out to you know people that she knew really well and we're closest with and you know see them for a second and you know just dip out 
Um, so I haven't met her yet. Um, I would love to meet her. I hope, I don't know if she's ever going to come back. I mean, what she really, there's nothing left for her to accomplish when it comes to basketball, <laughs> literally one at every single level possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but to be able to be on the floor with her for at least, you know, a season, that would be amazing. Um, but you know, Simone and Sil, you know, they were part of those, those championships, those championship teams. Um, and playing with them was, was amazing. Um, you know, they're, they're probably two of the best vets you could have in the league. Um, I learned so much from the both of them and, um, you know, I look up to them. I grew up watching them. So being able to play with them, it was also a completely crazy experience, like by itself, you know, being in the same gym on the floor with them. Um, right. So being in Minnesota was amazing. That's like a, a winning culture. You know, it's like the the standard, highest standard of WNBA organization. So to be able to be a part of it, you know, it's been incredible. That's crazy. That that like that's crazy to get just get just to be just to get to a team that just has that type of winning history. So yeah, um, I know you're gonna do well over there. Uh, let's get into the good stuff though. Okay. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> name me name me one player in the NBA who you know you could give twenty to. Oh Jesus. <laughs> don't, don't don't get scared now. You said at the beginning, you said, I, everything is good. I took back. I'm trying to think. It has to be short. Why is it gotta be uh, short? Okay. Attacking, he gonna have to be short. Attacking short-ish. the short <laughs> Um dang. Uh I don't know. I'm going to say people be talking about Steph Curry's defense. So I'm going to say Steph. <laughs> you think you'd because abuse, you'd give Steph a quick 20? Not a quick, but I think I, I think I could. I don't know. People, the thing about questions like that is people really don't realize how good these players are for us or for the NBA because, you know, there are, I mean, you have like, players like LeBron and KD who make everybody look terrible. Right, of course. But, like, you see these guys when they, like, go to random pickup games or play in, like, pro-ams or go to, like, charity games. And, 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 and it's score, like, like, 100. 100 points in, like, 15 minutes, playing at 50%. So, um, you know, when you ask questions like that, I think they're just funny. But, yeah, I mean, I could give Steph, but he's probably one of the – players i i would like brag forever oh i gave steph 20 like but that's anybody you know who would play against <laughs> um okay uh i mean everybody asked so i, I but I'm, I'm 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 a huge music person so i gotta know what what's um what's one unexpected song on the playlist that that you're listening to before before a big game um let's see I love Summer Walker. You're, so, you're listening to slow jams before the game. Slow jams before the game. <laughs> I like this. En- I like this energy. <laughs> I listen to more uh, hip hop hype music. Like if when I'm on a court. Um, so like in overseas, I could wear my headphones. I don't really like wearing headphones on the court when mm-hmm. I'm here in the WNBA. So they usually play like more upbeat music, but like. Locker room vibes, stretching vibes, slow jams for sure. What's your what's your favorite record off that new, off that latest summer project? Um, Body for sure. That is my favorite. Not mad at that. Not mad at that. Oh. Not mad at that at all. Um, you know, everybody everybody loves sneakers. What's in the rotation? What's in your quarantine Ooh. rotation? 
the quarantine rotation for my trips to the kitchen and living room. <laughs> um, I have um, my off-white ones, which are my favorite. Good choice. Good choice. Are probably tired of me wearing them, but <laughs> I. Um, I have a pair of lime green Yeezys that I actually bought in a store, a, a regular Adidas store in Israel. Just walked in, in and caught. I was in a mall and I walked past and they had like a sign for them. And I was like, I just walked in and they were just right there next to like the shell toes. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, can I buy these here? They're like, oh yeah, of course. <laughs> Bought them right there. I was like, wow, this is amazing. Um, and then what else do I be wearing? I got these Ugg slippers. I know those aren't sneakers, but Ugg slippers, man, like. Those like are next the, the ones, the ones with the back out or the the strap. With they have the like front. the strap on them. Oh god, come on! Oh god. my gosh, they're so comfortable. Ugh. Oh, so now you're gonna? I'm gonna yeah, say I'm, all of yeah, Crocs I was, too. So I'm sure no, I, no. Yeah. I just ordered. I just ordered like three or four pair of Crocs. I, I like Crocs. Man, I was. I they're so ugly, but they, but they like they so mad comfortable. comfortable. They're so comfortable. And if you got like the swag for it, you don't look like a dork. That's what I'm saying. Like even, you're going to see, you're going to see like, I'm going to tag you. When when I I wear them, I'm going to tag you and be like, see, I told you. (laughs) Okay. Because my best friend had Crocs and she wore them and I'm like, I hate those freaking shoes so much. You just got to And then my brother got a pair and I I started wearing them like to walk my dog (laughs) and to the gym. And I'm like, dang, I need my own. So I I got two pairs. Did, did um, you get the you get the the gibbets? You get the pins? Not yet. You gotta get the. Pins. I had to make sure that I was gonna actually wear the Crocs, and I do. So yeah, I'm gonna definitely uh, get some things for my for my Crocs for sure. All right, well, Lexi, I appreciate you kicking it with us on the couch. Uh, tell the people how they can support you and keep uh, stay up to date with all things Lexi Brown. Um, you can follow me on Instagram, Lexi Brown Four, uh, Twitter, uh, Lexi Kaya Four. Just kidding. It's Lexi Kai underscore four. <laughs> um, I got a, I got a YouTube channel. Um, I haven't posted on it in a while, but there's some stuff on there that's interesting. Um, just search Lexi Brown on YouTube, and yeah, that's how y'all can keep up with me. Lexi, thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Shout out to Lexi Brown of the Minnesota Lynx and best wishes when that season starts, when outside opens back up to you and the team. And shout out to my amazing, my amazing team. Shout out to just Latasha and Des, my amazing writers. Shout out to Che Mills and LeVan Wright, keeping everything all creative and all that. Uh, shout out to my amazing engineer, Rel. And what is a hero without a theme song? Yes, I never want to find out. So shout out to Call Me Bari of callmebari.com. If you have questions you'd like to submit or current events you think I should talk about, email them before 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to quarantinenightly at gmail.com in order to get them right on air. Remember, once Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, and all major podcast streaming platforms. I want to send a huge thank you to my sponsors, Anchor and Spotify. And guys, I want you to remember, because I'm going to keep saying it, subscribe rate leave a comment like right now even what we're doing right now you can keep listening you could go leave a comment so swipe out keep listening go leave a comment leave something beautiful something nice and then come back and finish listening because why we're going to the benediction now in today's benediction i want to do something a little different 
In today's benediction, I want to celebrate the iconic feat of having four, not one, not two, not three, but four black women at the top of the Billboard chart at the same damn time. Doja Cat and Nicki Minaj secured the number one spot with their Say So remix, while Megan Thee Stallion and Beyonce held a tight second place with the Savage remix. I mean, the Beatles who? Uh, uh, um, what's that? The, the Elvis where? Dolly Parton. Bah. These top spots have set a historical record for black women in music. And why is that? With black women's contribution in music, why did it take in the year of 2020 to finally acknowledge their talent and efforts? Though we just lost Little Richard, we also must not forget that Rosetta Tharp, a black queer woman, literally invented rock and roll. Hear me, invented it. I want to take this moment and celebrate Say So the remix and Savage the remix as well, but I also want to remind all of us that the flowers should have been given. Thank you to black women. You consistently move the culture forward, and that should not go unacknowledged. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, he, she, them, are they. My name is Mouse Jones. This was Quarantine Nightly, and I'm going to ask of you that I ask every evening. Please pray for me as I pray for you.